Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life. So you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have another episode of the Coach's Corner today, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. But today, I thought I'd share my recent story of setting some new goals for this year, my struggles with a nagging injury, and how my insecurities are slowing my recovery time down. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Goal setting, setbacks, and ego lifting. Okay, so back in late November or maybe early December, I recorded a podcast interview with Adam Schaefer, and the subject was how to train for your first bodybuilding show. If you're not familiar with Adam, he's the co-host of the Mind Pump podcast, and early on in his career, he was an IFBB bodybuilding pro, and he went on to build a reputation as one of the best female bikini bodybuilding coaches in the industry. That interview episode just released last week on January 11th, and if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend it. Now, I know that almost all of you listening have zero interest in preparing and doing your first bodybuilding show, but the general idea of that episode was to pull out of Adam what it takes to get the best physique of your life, and could we actually expect this reasonably for those of us over 50? And this conversation really got me thinking. If you're a regular listener of this show, you know I'm a huge proponent of getting into the best shape of your life over 50. So I'm currently 58 years old, almost 59, and I'm in the best shape of my life right now today. But I don't look like a men's physique bodybuilder, not by a long shot. I'm six foot two, and right now I'm hovering about 200 pounds, and I guess that I'm probably around 13, maybe 14% body fat. So I have a lean athletic build, but I don't currently have a six pack. I mean, right after an intense workout, maybe in good gym lighting, you might be able to discern just a faint outline of my abs, but you could generally refer to my body as lean and athletic, which is fantastic. I love my body and its capabilities. But after talking with Adam, a seed was planted. I started wondering what it would take for me to pack on some serious muscle mass and also to lean out to 10%-ish body fat. And I started playing around with this idea of training like a bodybuilder for a full year to see what would happen. I've never trained like that before, ever. I've done all kinds of training. I started out way back when as an endurance guy, running marathons and triathlons, which is pretty much the polar opposite of bodybuilding. I did the newbie globo gym thing for a while. I was a crossfitter. I've done a couple of powerlifting cycles to try and get stronger, but I've never seriously dedicated any amount of time to pure bodybuilding training. So, my goal this year is to see if I can end up at 210 pounds and be sub 10% body fat by the end of the year. I'm quite confident that I can hit a scale weight of 210 easily by the end of this year. That part won't be hard. But if we do the math, I'll need to lose about 7 or 8 pounds of fat to go from my current body percentage down to 10%. So my muscle gain will most likely need to be closer to 15 plus pounds. 
Now that math isn't exact since as I add muscle, my body ratio of fat will naturally be lower, but suffice it to say, I'll need to gain a bunch of muscle and lose a bunch of fat over the next 11 months. Now, this probably wouldn't be such a big deal if I was in my 20s or 30s, but I think that this would be a pretty big transformation for me now in my late 50s. But no matter your age, the tricky part is going to be gaining muscle and losing fat. It is very, very difficult to do both of these at the same time, which is referred to as body recomposition. So I'll focus on one aspect at a time. In other words, I'll work towards this goal in phases where the focus is muscle gain for a while, and then I'll switch my focus over to fat loss. So I'm starting with a muscle gain phase, and to do this, I'll need to eat in a calorie surplus. In other words, I'll need to eat more calories than I burn. My current maintenance calories is about 3,300, meaning when I eat 3,300 calories a day, I neither gain nor lose weight. So I bump my calories up to 3,600 daily calories. And of course, I'm increasing the intensity of my workouts, and I'm trying to send this very loud muscle building signal to my body to ensure that these extra calories go towards building muscle and not get shuttled off and stored as fat. Now, it's unreasonable to expect that I'll only gain muscle and no fat during this period, but the goal is to maximize the muscle gain while minimizing the fat gain. Eventually, I'll plateau at 3,600 calories a day and that will become my new maintenance calories. And so I'll need to bump my calories up, maybe to 3,900, maybe 4,000 calories a day, and I'll continue again until I plateau at say 4,000 calories a day, and that becomes my new maintenance calories. At that point, I'll probably decide it's time to switch my focus from muscle building to fat burning. I'll slash my calories down to say 3,500 or so for a few weeks. And then when my weight loss starts to stall, I'll cut another 500 or so calories and then I'll start that cycle all over again. So that's my goal for this year. And that's a high level outline of my plan to get there. There's, there's a ton more details that I'll need to execute in order to hit that goal. Things like exercise periodization, nutrition, course, I'll need to dial in my sleep and my recovery, but that's the gist of it. But here's the thing. I decided I was going to try and train like a bodybuilder back in, like I said, late November, early December, and I was rehabbing a shoulder at the time. I'm not sure what I did, but somehow I strained my right rotator cuff and it's been giving me fits. I've been pretty diligent about doing my rehab exercises, which consists of a bunch of I's, Y's, and T's, and lots and lots of internal and external shoulder rotation, but it's not ideal having a hurt shoulder when I'm trying to get jacked. <laughs> so my current routine is a classic push-pull legs routine, meaning on day one, I work on my pushing movements which the focus there is going to be my chest, my shoulders, and my triceps typically. On day two, I work on some pulling movements. Primarily, that's going to be your back and biceps. And then I hit the lower body on my third day. So obviously, leg day is fine and pain-free from a shoulder perspective. And I can do most of my pulling movements relatively pain-free. But man, oh man, push day is tricky, especially the bench press, which seems to be the biggest aggravator. So because of the shoulder injury, I've switched my programming to much lighter weights and higher reps, which honestly is a type of training I rarely do. But here's where the ego lifting part comes in. 
Lightweight is relative. When I first noticed my shoulder hurting and noticed that the bench press was the main aggravator, I dropped my bench press down to 135 pounds and I slowed the movement down and I focused on perfect form, specifically keeping my shoulders packed and not allowing them to move while pressing. In my mind, 135 pounds was light. But mysteriously, my shoulder didn't improve. In fact, it got worse. So much so that I ended up seeing a specialist who told me to stop bench pressing for a while, and she gave me some rehab exercises, which I was half-assed doing already. So I left the doctor's office committed to rehabbing my shoulder and getting back to normal ASAP. And in the first week, I diligently did my shoulder rehab exercises, and I walked right past the bench, rather forlornly. But maybe a week later, I was feeling a good bit better. And I decided that maybe one or two lightweight sets of a bench press would be just the thing to help me expedite my recovery process. So I repped out a warm-up set with the empty barbell, and then I loaded up 45-pound plates on each side, and I was exactly one rep in when I decided I had made a mistake. The bench press, hitherto my friend, was hurting me. Now, the logical thing to do would have been to rack the bar and move on to something else. But who does only one lightweight bench press? So I gritted my teeth, told myself not to be a wimp, and to maintain perfect form, and to rep these bad boys out. And I did. And I paid for it. There was no second set. I re-racked the weight and ended up calling it a day. I was now officially re-injured. I was right back where I started. Now, if the ego lifting story ended here, I'd be pretty satisfied with myself. I could justify that I tested my shoulder, found that it wasn't ready, logged that useful information, and continued on my healing journey. But that is not what happened. The very next week, I got to the bench press, and I decided I needed to check my ego. 135 pounds was simply too much weight for my injured shoulder. I needed to back it down. So conveniently forgetting that my physical therapist suggested not benching until I could do it pain-free, I loaded up two 25-pound plates on the bar for a paltry 95 pounds, and I proceeded to do a set of 10 very slow, perfect bench presses. And the pain wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't excruciating. But what was excruciating was the little voice in the back of my head saying, what if all those strong guys over there are laughing at you because they think that this is all the weight you can lift? Now, let's take a pause here. I'm a grown-ass man, and I've actually done a lot of work to address my insecurities, and intellectually, I know how ridiculous it is to care what other people might or might not think. Yet, there I was, embarrassed because someone might have thought that I was weak. I was that skinny, weak kid in high school all over again. At any rate, I managed to survive three sets of 95 pounds on the bench press that day without doing too much damage to either my shoulder or my ego. So when the next week rolled around, I thought to myself, well, 95 pounds wasn't that bad. Let's bump it up to 115 pounds this week. So I did a quick set of 10 warm-up reps with an empty bar. I loaded up those 35-pound plates and proceeded to attempt a set of 10 slow and perfect reps. Except I couldn't. I don't think I even got halfway through. Basically, I re-injured myself and completely canceled out a couple weeks of rehab. I was all the way back to square one again. Now, 
That was a few weeks ago. Since then, I've been a bit more strict about my rehab exercises, and I've completely skipped the bench press or any other exercise that aggravated my shoulder altogether. And my shoulder's feeling great. Just this week, I reintroduced the bench press, but I've recalibrated what light means. I did four sets of 20 slow, perfect reps with just the empty bar. And you know what? It felt good. It felt restorative. And if anyone in the gym that day wondered why in the world I was bench pressing just the bar, let them wonder. I have a rest day today, and tomorrow it's push day again. I'll probably go to my daughter's gym, which is huge and filled with ridiculously young and fit people, and I'm going to bench press the empty bar. Slow and perfect and restorative. And here's something else I've learned. There's value in all rep ranges. Being injured has caused me to dramatically lower my weights, but this has allowed me to slow down the movements and really connect with the working muscle and to focus on the contraction at the top of each movement. And it turns out you can get a damn good workout that way. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our top guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put the links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash 167. As we wrap up our time today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons and for you podcast folks to give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today and until next time, stay strong.